And now, coming to you from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting throughout the multiverse, the Nine Realms, Niflheim, Svartalfheim, Olympus, Nidavellir, basically anywhere that has the internet, really, we proudly present Radio Free Asgard. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 228 of the Only Thor podcast, hosted by a true descendant of Odin. My name is Tom Harris, and I'm coming at you from beautiful Chicago, Illinois, where it is warmer than normal. Yeah, it seems like spring is already on the way, and it's coming a bit early this year. It's uh, only beginning of February, and... Yeah, like 50 degrees out today. Jeez. <laughs> but it is nice. I mean, it's it's nice to be able to walk around without bundling up quite so much. C- plans are continuing apace for the big walk. And, of course, we now have our GoFundMe set up. I did post a notice on the uh, Facebook page. But to uh, donate to the big walk, and remember, I am raising money for the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, ADAA.org. And you can do that by going to GoFundMe slash Tom's Big Walk. And uh, there, there's some prizes for, for those who donate a minimum amount. Uh, for $10, you get access to my uh, my private Periscope account, uh, which I'll be doing live broadcasts from the road on, and you can actually watch live. And then I will have, for uh, people who donate $20, Uh, You will get a a postcard from the road saying thank you for your donation. And if you donate $100, I will do a custom short video for you from the road. So that is the the prizes that I'm offering for the walk. And like I said, you just go to GoFundMe slash Tom's Big Walk. And if you have any questions about that, you can go to our Facebook page, which is Radio Free Asgard on Facebook. And there will be a link there that you can click on and go right to the GoFundMe page. All right. So that's enough sponging off, you guys, for for donations. But remember, none of those donations come to me. It's all for a good cause. All donations go directly to ADAA. I never see a dime of it. All right. So with that, we do have an issue of Thor's to cover. So let's go ahead and move along to our review. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard. And this week we are looking at Thor's number two. September 2015 is the cover date retailed for $3.99. Cover art is by Chris Sprouse and Carl Story. Shows Ultimate Thor, who's our main character, and Storm, uh, the Storm Thor, Stormborn, whatever they call her. And they are looking at a um, outline of a crime victim on the ground. And you can see from the shape of it that it is a Thor. And we have police tape, and there's a hammer laying on the ground here. And they're looking at it. And this is where, apparently, Beta Ray Bill fell. But there, um, there's actually an error, and that is the hammer that's laying on the ground here is not Bill's hammer. Um, and at any rate, this scene doesn't take place in the issue. So we open up to the splash page, where we have the, uh, the recap page here. The multiverse was destroyed. 
Now all that remains is Battleworld, a massive patchwork planet composed of the fragments of worlds that no longer exists, maintained by the iron will of its god and master, Victor Von Doom. Each region is a domain unto itself. Tasked with policing all of Battleworld are the Thors, extraordinary men and women from each domain deemed worthy to mete out justice in the service of Doom the Allfather. When a serial killer was discovered targeting the same woman across every domain, partners Ultimate Thor and Beta Ray Thor began their investigation. However, Ray quickly got in over his head while looking for answers from Loki and was struck down. His final words revealed the identity of the victims. Jane Foster. And we get a little bit of a, a roll call here. We have Ultimate Thor, Beta Ray Thor, Rune Thor, Destroyer Thor, Stormborn, that's the Storm Thor, Groot Thor, Thor the Green, who's the one from Egyptia with the Chinese lettering on his armor, the Frog of Thunder, Old Thor, and Thor the Unworthy, a.k.a. the real Thor. Title of the story, Thor's, The Jane Foster Murders. The writer was Jason Aaron. Pencilers, Chris Sprouse and Goran Shudzuka. Inkers, Carl Story with Dexter Vines. Color artist is Marte Gracia. Letterer in production by Joe Sabino. Cover artists are Chris Sprouse, Carl Story, and Dave McKaig. The variant cover artists are Dale Keown and Jason Keith. We don't care about that. Assistant editors, John Moisan. Editor, Will Moss. Executive editor, Tom Bravoort. Editor-in-Chief Axel Alonzo, Chief Creative Officer Joe Casada, Publisher is Dan Buckley, and Alan Fine is the Executive Producer. Thor created by Stanley, Larry Lieber, and Jack Kirby. And we open up the issue with a double-page spread of The Wake for Beta Ray Thor. And we see a large assemblage of Thors here, and they are gathered in the Valhalla's Mead Hall, the, the bar that we had them hanging out in last issue. And Beta Ray Thor is laid out on one of the tables and surrounded by a bunch of candles. And Old Man Thor is making a, um, a little speech here. And the caption explains what's going on. The longer you work this job, the more it feels like all you ever do is sit at a desk, fill out scrolls, and go to funerals. And Old Man Thor is saying, All throughout the heavens, the thunder has gone silent. For today, a Thor has fallen. Today we lay to rest Brother Beta Ray Thor. It's been 32 years since he first picked up his hammer. The first 13 he spent walking a berserker's beat. The Goblin Riots, the Xavier Rebellion. His boots were on the ground for those darkest of days. Then eleven years as a thunderer in the halls of vice and blasphemy, where he racked up more commendations than the rest of us will see in a lifetime. Eight years ago, he rose to the rank of Stormbreaker and served with distinction in the Hall of Homicide. Thirty-two years, never once was he unworthy, not even for a day. He never backed down from a fight or a drink, he died with a hammer in his hand. He was the best of us, a true murder police, a devoted son of doom, a Thor of Thors. And he is laying on the table here, and we have a second double-page spread, and it shows all the Thors who are kind of standing here giving uh, homage. We have, um, well, it looks like the Red Norvell Thor who's uh, actually watching, uh, but his helmet is kind of weird. It's sort of this weird samurai-ish helmet. 
Uh, we've got the uh, the ultimate Thor. We've got the destroyer Thor Storm, of course. Um, we've got a Thor that looks very much like the Oliver Koipel Thor. I think we talked about that last time. We've got uh, definitely this guy is uh, one of the Thor car. Oh, what was his name? Is Eric Masterson? So he's the uh, Thor that wore the uh, the ripped up leather coat back in the nineties. And uh, we've got Destroyer Thor there, too. I think I mentioned him. And, of course, Beta Ray Bill, he's laying on the table, uh, clutching Stormbreaker in in both hands and just kind of laying there dead. And Old Man Thor raises a a glass of mead. This we do in remembrance of him. For Ray. And they all toast and they all drink. Uh, For Ray. For Ray. And we see here, uh, this looks like uh, classic Thor, like like Thor from the 60s. We've got Tareen, Thor girl. Uh, she's there, and Old Man Thor's like, would anyone else like to say some words? And Ultimate Thor, who's their main character, he says, I, only one word. And he raises his hammer, and he shouts, Vengeance! And everyone else raises their hammers and shouts, Vengeance! And Old Man Thor continues on the cry, A Thor has fallen! A Thor has been taken from us! We have toasted him and said our words! We have left his soul in the hands of all Father Doom. And now, my brothers and sisters, now we bring the thunder. And, and a bunch of lightning crackles over Valhalla's Mead Hall. And they got crack a cook doom And yeah, we've got the Thors all real angry. The old man Thor is like, and woe unto the sinners of this world. And so uh, the Thor Corps, they set out after the, all the usual suspects. And we see them uh, going to Greenland, the domain of the Hulks. And we've got a whole bunch of Thors here. We have, again, it looks like the, uh, the, the, the classic Thor from the 60s. We've got Tyreen. We've got Destroyer. We've got Storm. We've got Girl Thor. Looks like Girl Thor there in the background. A uh, bunch of Thors that I don't really recognize and we don't really see them. We've got, looks like another female Thor who's wearing, looks like bondage gear. Um, and of course, we got the ultimate Thor, and they're attacking a bunch of hulks. And we have, uh, they're smashing them and knocking them over, it says here. Not just anyone can kill a Thor, says the narration. So when one falls, we round up the usual suspects with vigor. And so they've got this big. A gang of Thors and you got hammers flying through the air and they're all smashing up all these hulks take them into custody and the narration continues the hulks the sinisters the ultrons the prowlers and the predators the mutants and monsters the repeat offenders and we see you're know, attacking the hulks and it looks like a whole gang of Mr. Sinisters we got a group of people that look like a bunch of Morbius the living vampires We've got a zombie, and the ultimate Thor has tackled the zombie, and he says, You have the doom given right to remain silent. And the zombie's going, Braids. We roust, we search and seize, we detain for questioning. And we have a couple Thors, and they're holding uh, onto an Ultron and smashing him with a hammer, and he's saying, Talk, robot. We employ enhanced interrogation techniques, the narration goes. By the next night, our hammer hands are sore. And the holding cells at Doomguard are packed to the rafters with skulls and scumbags. But we've still got nothing to go on. Nothing but a name. And we have Ultimate Thor, and he is at a, a family care clinic. It says Doom Family Care Clinic. Jane Foster, where is she? And there's a male nurse here, and he's like, Am I under arrest? 
Should you be under arrest, says Thor. I'm a nurse. I help people. Then help me. Where is Dr. Jane Foster? She used to work here, but she's been gone for months. Gone where? I don't know. No one knows. No one's seen her. Someone knows. People don't just disappear. You're kidding, right? This is Battle World. People disappear all the time. Not when I'm looking for them. Where are her things? Uh, they, they were... They were taken. Taken by whom? By a Thor. And uh, that, that makes uh, Ultimate Thor angry. Pushes the guy down. It's like, a Thor? I thought you knew. A Thor came here and took Jane Foster's things after she disappeared? You said it was a police matter. We assumed he was trying to figure out what happened to her. Which Thor? I don't know. You, you all look alike to me. Tell me exactly what he looked like. He... And a voice comes from behind. You want to know what he looked like? All you got to do is turn around. And the ultimate Thor turns around. And who is it? It's the real Thor. Our real Thor. The Thor the Unworthy, as they call him here. And he's got his axe and his his uh, robot arm. And he's, uh, yeah. So it's Thor the Mighty. And uh, the two face off against each other. And Unworthy Thor says, been a long time. They still call you the ultimate Thor? Yes, as they once called you Thor the Mighty. What is it they call you now? Drunk, mostly, or Thor the Unworthy, when they think I can't hear them. But you can call me whatever you like. doesn't change what I am. What you are is a disgrace. You were stripped of your hammer and cast out of Doomguard in shame. Yes, I was. And now you're headed down the same damn path, whether you know it or not. Why are you following me? What do you know about Jane Foster? I know you need to forget you ever heard that name, unless you want to end up like me, or even worse, like your partner. And Ultimate Thor gets really angry. You son of a... I always liked Ray, says Unworthy Thor. He deserved better. Now be a good little Thor and run back to your father before you... And he turns his back, and uh, Ultimate Thor is stopping him from leaving. I'm not done having words with you, unworthy one. And he tries to uh, stop him with a hammer, but uh, real Thor is not having any of that. You know your master's rules. No Thor can lay hands on another. Aye, but you're no Thor, are you? Actually, he says, I'm the only damn Thor who matters. And he smacks him aside using his axe. Ultimate Thor gets up off the ground. He says, then tell me why is only one of us holding a hammer? And the hammer is glowing with lightning, and he leaps for a real Thor. It looks like he's about to smash him with a hammer. And the unworthy Thor says, You think a hammer is what makes you a Thor? You've got more to learn than I thought. Come, let's get this over with. And the two of them are fighting, and he, uh, the ultimate Thor tries to smash him with his hammer, but he gets deflected by the axe, and he ends up smashing the hammer into the ground. And he sends, you know, they're sending each other both flying. They're, they're going back and forth because, you know, they're pretty evenly matched. Real Thor takes a swipe at Ultimate Thor with the axe, but he dodges. And Ultimate Thor says, You cannot best me even when you were worthy. Without your hammer, you have no chance. Stand down. There is a strength in unworthiness, says Real Thor. Perhaps you'll see for yourself soon enough, son of doom. You forget the power of Mjolnir, says Ultimate Thor. You forget how it feels to hold the fury of a thousand storms in the palm of your hand. And Real Thor says, I haven't forgotten a single second of that. And he headbutts uh, Ultimate Thor in the face. How dare you take our father's name in vain, says Ultimate. 
It's you who've forgotten, Brother Thor. You've forgotten more than you can possibly imagine. And then we have some thunder, lightning crackling in the air. Crock-a-doom, says the thunder. And real Thor says, that thunder sounds like it's for you. Your brothers are calling. Best run along now. And he starts walking off and, and ultimate Thor is like, this is not finished between us. I need to know what you're hiding. Who is Jane Foster? Why does it matter? Says the unworthy. They're all dead now anyway. And so the uh, Thor, ultimate Thor is left there in the rain, getting all wet. And we shift scenes to the Thor headquarters and we got a couple Thor guards hanging out outside and we uh, go inside and there's a werewolf Thor, uh, <laughs> interestingly enough. And he's got the, the frog on his shoulder and, and this is, I guess this is furry Thor. And uh, the frog says, Thor here fetched me a femur bone from the grave of a Jane Foster in Egyptia. That Jane died three years ago. Cancer. But her DNA matches our five bodies in the morgue, our murder victims. They're all Jane Fosters. Any idea who she is? Ultimate Thor is here and he says, In most kingdoms she was a nurse or a doctor, a law-abiding citizen by all accounts. That's all I know. You find any that are still living? No. From what I can find, they all disappeared months ago. And now somebody's digging them up and dumping them in the streets. What a damn world we live in. The killer is taunting us. That seems obvious. I assume this latest one is the same as the others? Not exactly, says the frog. And they are approaching a crime scene, and we see a bunch of hammers laying on the ground. And I, I say hammers, I don't mean like Mjolnir. They're like carpenter's hammers just laying on the ground. And there's a dead body laying there. It's all bloody and beaten up like the other bodies we've seen. And, and uh, Ultimate Thor says, it, it's a man. <laughs> and the Thor frog is like, boy, never let it be said you're not an ace detective. Why do you think this is connected to the Jane Foster killing, says Thor. He's been dead for months. Same as your ladies. Moved here recently. Left for us to find. Let me guess. No ID? Actually, the prince came back with a match. Thunderer Thorleaf, meet Donald Blake. Door-to-door -door hammer salesman. Recently retired. So now not only do we have Jane Foster's being killed, we have Donald Blake's being killed as well. And Ultimate Thor's like, Donald Blake? Yeah. That name mean anything to you? No, though, why do I get the feeling that it should? And we hear a loud, ha! <laughs> and uh, Thor is like, who's there? Throg, I thought this area was secure. It is. And Frog uh, says, Thur, go get him, boy. That's the uh, werewolf Thor, or furry Thor going. He goes, ruff, ruff, ruff. And he goes running off. And he get looks like he gets hit by uh, like lightning shurikens or something. He he gets hit by some kind of zap uh, with a kazak, and uh, he goes ah. And uh, frog has got his hammer in hand, and he's like, "Sounds like Thurs down, and smells like magic. Who the hell is this?" And there's another crack a coom lightning striking, uh, and they're running to investigate. And Ultimate Thor says. I'll tell you who it is. Our first suspect. And he has approached the, the suspect, and it is Loki. And it's the same Loki that we saw last issue with the knit hat. And uh, he's, Thorleaf has got the hammer on his chest, holding him down. And Loki's like, please call me Loki. To be continued. And of course, we do have, as always, something to say about this issue. But first, we have a message from one of our friends. 
Hey listeners, it's Ryan Daly here to give you an exciting sneak peek at the Secret Origins podcast, a review show dedicated to the post-crisis Secret Origins comics. Secret Origins told or retold or occasionally reimagined the origins of many of DC's legendary superheroes, including Superman, Batman, The Flash, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Jonah Hex, Nightwing, Plastic Man, Batgirl, Blackhawk, Black Lightning, Booster Gold, Detective Chimp, The Legion of Superheroes, and a hundred others. But I won't be alone in my coverage of these epic stories. I'm bringing the best and brightest and irredeemablest guest stars from the blogosphere and podcast community, such as Chris Franklin from the Supermates podcast. I think this is a great idea for a podcast, and I wish I thought of it first, but it's in good hands. Chris and I are going to be reviewing the first issue of Secret Origins, which tells the story of the Golden Age Superman. And now, Chris, I don't know if this has ever come up before on your own show, but would you say you're much of a Superman fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am definitely a Superman fan. Uh, Superman, the movie, is still my favorite movie of all time. That's my Star Wars. I don't remember a time when I didn't know who Superman was. Tim Wallace from Court Industries, a blog devoted to Blue Beetle. My friends, my close friends, would probably tell you that Aquaman was my favorite hero, and they wouldn't be too far off from the truth, but there was already a pretty decent blog covering Aquaman, so I went for my number two, which was which was Blue Beetle. And this issue actually has a lot to do with uh, why he's one of my favorites. Luke Giaconetti from the Hawkman blog being Carter Hall in the Earth Destruction Directive podcast. Thank you for having the, the enthusiasm to talk about Halo, because this is not a character that I know much about. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the oddballs in that I'm an Outsiders fan who doesn't like the Teen Titans, so <laughs> I, I figure I'm, I'm pretty much required to do my, my, uh, you know, my due diligence in defending the members of the Outsiders team, especially one of the originals. Siskoid from Siskoid's blog of Geekery and the Hero Points podcast. One of the subjects I keep returning to is Golden Age superheroes. I like exploring the the history of comics, and especially DC Comics, which has the biggest load of, uh, of Golden Age heroes. In Secret Origins is full of these because Roy Thomas wrote um, you know, half the series or so, and just like he wrote a lot of Golden Age heroes and brought Golden Age heroes to, the, um, to our attention in the 80s, which was when I started reading comics. And, of course, Rob Kelly from the Fire and Water podcast. The plan was, all this time, once we finished Who's Who, we were going to do the Secret Origin series. That was our next, ga- our next uh, big project. And you have swooped in and stolen it, and I'm just saying, you better not screw this up. I mean, you're on episode four, and you brought in your biggest guest star yet. But from here, if it's just downhill, I'm going to be really ticked off that you ruined our idea. Mm, I wasn't really listening to any of that. Plus more incredible guests, including Sean Engel, Chad Bokelman, Kyle Benning, Nathaniel Wayne, Paul Scavito, Greg Araujo, Tom Panaris, Doug Zawissa, Aaron Moss, Alan Middleton, Max Romero, Gene Hendricks, Stella, Ange, Diablo Frank, and possibly even more. Join us as we uncover the secret origins of all your favorite DC heroes, except for Wonder Woman, and Aquaman, and Supergirl, and the Huntress, and Red Tornado, and Mira, and Aqualad, and Jon Stewart, the Green Lantern, and Wildcat, and Metamorpho, and Geoforce, and Mr. Terrific...
the Secret Origins Podcast. And we're back. So, of course, I have a few things to say about the issue. First of all, it works for me. I think the issue is a good, solid issue, both story-wise and also with the art. I do like this combination of, of Chris Sprouse and Goran Sudzuka. I, I really like the interplay between the two. I like uh, Chris Sprouse on his own, of course, but I think that this uh, this partner that he has, I, guess, I don't know if Sprouse just did layouts and then Shizuka you know, did, did embellishing. I'm not really sure. But the entire package looks really good. And I think the art, if anything, is even better than it was last issue. I like the inclusion of a lot of the different Thors, but I'd rather see a bunch of new ones and a bunch of recognizably new ones than see the same ones over and over again, which it seems like we're doing. That's a nitpick, though, because I think overall the story works pretty well and the artwork is fab. I, I really like the way the artwork looks. Really, the one thing that doesn't work for me as far as this art goes is the reflections on Thor's hair. The artists seem to be putting this sort of shine effect on Thor's hair that, that ends up looking really fake. And I, I'm not sure why. Uh, maybe, I guess, you know, Thor's hair is naturally shiny or he uses a really good shampoo or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, in some of the scenes, they, they use the shine effect that doesn't work for me. But again, you know, that is the, the nitpickiest of nitpicks. I think all over this issue, the art looks really fabulous. And like I said, you know, even though this is kind of a trope, like the the scenes are copied from every other cop show on TV and stuff, this is a little bit different because this is actually the search for vengeance. So we get your obligatory seeing of going up and rounding up the usual suspects, but in this case it's Ultrons and it's Hulks and it's uh, Morbius the Living Vampires. So that's that's pretty cool. I like the, the inclusion of Tarine. Uh, as a Thor, which makes perfect sense. And, you know, it just overall, I like the issue. And with that, we're back over the Rainbow Bridge, back to Midgard, and we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. You have been listening to Radio Free Asgard, a production of Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The Mighty Thor and all associated characters are mostly copyright Marvel Comics. The stories presented are done so for educational, review, and entertainment purposes only. No ownership is implied. The silly voices, however, well, they're all me. Musical selections from Eden, the invincible sword of the Elfsmith, are copyright Mott's Vent and are used with permission. If you like what you've heard on the show, we hope you'll leave us a review on iTunes, tell your friends, or even join our Facebook group. We really love hearing from our listeners, and we appreciate all of your support. Thanks once again very much for listening to Radio Free Asgard.